Welcome to the Natalie Parker Studio Podcast, the podcast for women artists who are ready to pursue their creative dreams so that they can thrive both in life and in business. I'm your host, Natalie Parker, artist and mentor to women creatives around the globe. In this podcast, I'll share with you the strategies, principles, and mindset that you need to build a purposeful and fulfilling creative business. If you're ready to be inspired, encouraged, and equipped to build the art business of your dreams, then you're absolutely in the right place. Let's dive in to today's episode. Well, hey there, artists, and welcome to another episode of the Natalie Parker Studio Podcast. I'm excited to talk to you today about art studio space and the coolio things that I love in my studio that have helped create it into a sanctuary that I love to go into and create from. And I wanted to bring this up with you today because obviously I work with a lot of artists and I myself kind of fell into this trap once where I equated the size of my studio space or how pretty it looked and glam it was to how successful I could be as an artist. And you know what, it's so easy on the gram to be looking at all these other artists and seeing their highlight reels, <laughs> seeing their studio spaces from a certain angle <laughs> that make them look really, really good. And you're sitting there going, oh, you know what? Yeah, if I had a studio like that or if I had more space or if I could just buy that really cool easel and if only I had that many paints hanging up so perfectly from the pegboard, then maybe I'd be a successful artist too. Now, I know that that's, you know, kind of paraphrasing a little bit there, but sometimes these are the kind of funnies that go in our brain, right? Or maybe it's just me. But anywho, so a little bit of a backstory about studio space. So when I first started with my first studio, it was, you know, when I was a child and I was always a drawer and my mum and dad gave me the old kitchen table <laughs> that was in what we called the pool room, which is a really, really weird name for a room, but it was basically where the pool table was. Okay, it wasn't the actual swimming pool, though that would have been cool. We didn't have a swimming pool, but it was where the pool table was and everything else was. The Christmas tree ended up in there. It was kind of like this big games room that everyone just kind of got thrown into. So it was really cold in there, <laughs> but there was this little table set up for me and that's where I would go and paint, create, draw. That's where I used to work right up through seventh form or year 13, bursary art, producing my work. That was my first studio space. So it wasn't glam. It was one of those brown, um, what's that cheap like vinyl type stuff that's on the tables. It was one of those really old school like 80s tables. That was it. Then when I was in uni, my studio space for the first couple of years, um, we didn't have studio space in in art school until year three and year four so for the first and second year it was in my room okay so it was you know a little table (laughs) that I could work out of basically then I had a really big space when I was well I considered a big space it was a cubicle when I was in my third and my fourth year at art school so I majored in sculpture and I was an installation artist and which is basically where You paint and you make stuff like 3D sculptures and you use a space to arrange them and to hang them. So, you know, there were times and I would go to the op shop and get these really cool, um, like, 
plates and teapots and all this kind of really funky stuff that I liked, like kind of like kitchen stuff really. And I would paint it different colors. I'd go get these um, like test pots from like Resine, paint these colors and I'd install it like it was a, like an abstract artwork, but it was 3D. So they were pinned up on the wall. And then there was times when I was doing, I don't know where this came from, but I was making a lot of bread as a student. I think it was a way we were saving money, but it was so good. Anyway, I taught myself how to make homemade bread. And I thought, wow, this would be really cool as an installation where I put all this chicken wire up on the walls, which I did. And then I'm going to make all this bread dough and I'm not going to cook it. And I'm going to go and I'm going to put it behind the chicken wire and I'm going to let it just grow and ferment in my studio which smells disgusting um or it smells good for a bit but then it goes gross um so like that was me I was just talking about this growth and then this like bread would expand and it would drop on the floor and this is just me explaining these studio spaces so you know I've gone from being very like sitting hanging over doing my t- my 2D work to going to art school and being this experimental installation artist and having bread growing in my studio basically. Um, it was a very cold space but you know we could go in there we could make a lot of mess and it, it was kind of cool just to have a space to go to. Then my next studio was the Safety Pin Art Studio of all things, which I may have mentioned to you, well, I have mentioned to you before. That was me and another couple of chickies from art school. We released this huge space where we would go in and create. Um, So I was kind of, at that time, I had come out of sculpture and I'd done printmaking as well. So I was kind of ended up doing these really weird felt collages where I'd sew these things and then I'd start to introduce paint and do all this stuff so I was in there working um again you know it was basically it felt like a table in a room like a really really (laughs) big cold room almost like a school hall so that kind of studio like I said ladies that um were in there with me they pulled out of the lease and we couldn't afford to be, well, I was (laughs) paying the rent I couldn't afford to be there anymore and it was cold so I closed it down and then I went back to creating at home. So I'd gone from, you know, a table to a cool space at art school where you get your own studio space to an even bigger space where I'm paying to, oh my gosh, I'm now back, you know, living above a bakery in a tiny flat and I am painting at a table again, um, which I did for a while. Then when I returned to creativity which was about 2008, I think, 2007, um, I was painting on a coffee table, (laughs) sitting in front of my television, closing the curtains. I was in a little flat downstairs from people. This is when, you know, my creativity came back. So I was a PA at the time. I came home and... There was these beautiful magnolias, um, which lots of people, actually, I just had another, um, one of my artists in my community share a beautiful magnolia work that she'd done. And then I had another guy send me photos of magnolias because they, you know, he remembers all these magnolia paintings I've done. But it's really funny when I bring that up. But the magnolia just, it really got my creativity. Sorry about that little snip. I got my creativity going again. So I saw it. I didn't have a studio space. I was living in a flat. <laughs> so I love watching my TV at nighttime. And I was being a, a squirrel creative where I didn't want anyone to know because I was worried that I had lost my creativity. 
as we all do at some seasons. I was, you know, I, I left art school. When did I gra- I graduated from art school in 2003 um, at the age of 21. And then I think when I was about 25, 26 maybe, I came back to creativity um, after having a season of hospitality and working as a PA. So I was on the coffee table and I was sitting on the ground and painting or drawing really, drawing these magnolias in front of, in front of the television. That was my next studio space. Then I went to study to be a teacher, did my teaching degree, and I was renting. It's beautiful, got the big room. Um, I was renting with uh, another lady and she had, and her family. It was a really nice, beautiful, big, big bedroom. Like, I've always had small rooms. Like, this had room to have, like, it was own walk-in closet. Like, you could probably put four beds in that room. It was just insane. Um, so, big room, big bed, space to have my Swiss ball and do my exercises, another space to have my desk and do my teacher stuff and then another space where I could lay all my paintings out and create and I really really loved that space and loved also the fact that it had a it had a fireplace like the fireplace was under the I was upstairs the fireplace was downstairs and then the chimney thingy would come through and bring the heat in so it was really really beautiful then I moved back home with my parents um, while I was looking for a job as a teacher. And so, again, I was back to that, working, working in a very small table in a room at the age of 26, 27, living with my parents, rock on. Um, quickly saved a lot of money and brought my own home. Great way to do so. <laughs> and got out of there. And then this is where I finally brought my house, um, brought a one-bedroom home, actually, it was a one-bedroom, um, but it had this big, like, living area, uh, the second room, could, that was my studio, could also be a bedroom, but it was a very open plan, so I finally had this big space at my house, and a lot of light, um, a lot of space to hang stuff on the wall and create this mess. It had wooden floors or um, foamica, I think it's foamica floors. Those like wood cork chippy type floors where if you spill something, you can get it off. It's okay. Um, so those are the kind of studios I had. And then I got married. And the next studio I had was in a 60 meter squared apartment in a Wellington city where it was a mezzanine apartment so everything was downstairs open plan our bedroom was upstairs at one end was our bedroom at the other end was my studio and it was upstairs I could see the road outside I could see the people coming out to have their smokes <laughs> all the time from the apartment block across the road and that is where my art career really took off and people you know I always bring this up and it's not to say you know this is you know what I did it's more to give you hope that in that year while still working full-time I was able to sell twenty thousand dollars working from a tiny apartment and I feel like sometimes we feel like as creatives that we need to have this big space because this big space is going to make us feel like artists and we can sell a lot of work but it's 100% possible um, to do that. Then we moved to Melbourne to a 25 meter squared apartment, get your head around that one, uh, while we were buying our home. So it was a studio apartment, uh, we had one bed, it was a single bed, <laughs> I slept in the bed, my husband had the air bed, um, one desk which was my studio space, it was also our dining table and it was also where my husband would work from when he came home from work. So <laughs> it was... Um, 
it was small. But again, I, I sold a lot of work from there. I started, you know, getting connections in Melbourne. And then we brought our house. Now, we've in our house, we have a three-bedroom home. Uh, we had a guest room, which we had for guests, which is now my office. <laughs> we also had a room that I finally had my own studio space um, after having one in my previous home where I could close the door <laughs> and have my own privacy. So that's my studio space now. It was um, just recently, I, I'm bringing this up to today because just yesterday or the day before I switched it around. So I had this one room um, where I had one half where I would create and the other half where I would do my admin and all my coaching and stuff from and I've switched it where I've uh, moved myself the office the computer out of the space to give me more space to create so that I can create this um, distinction between those two spaces and try and um, have a bit more balance in my life but in saying that I just wanted to walk you through I never realized I had so many studios but not one of them, apart from that one um, when I was after art school, have I actually paid for in terms of least. I would love to, and that is definitely on my goals, to have my own studio slash gallery space because I know there's so much that I can do with that and so many more people that I can help. But what I do have now is a studio that is my sanctuary. And so these are some of the things that I have put in my studio that I have found have been the most crucial, I guess, for me to create it into what is my sacred space. And they may be things that really surprise you because they're not expensive. They're not things that you need to go out and invest heavily in. Um, so they're going to surprise you. The first thing that I have done in my studio, and there's two ways of doing this, is I made sure there's a lot of light in my studio. So I purposely chose the room that had the most natural light. But there are certain times of the day, of course, if you're working, where that light's just not there. So what I've done is I've got a really cool ring light and it used to be really hard to get good light. I used to always work at night and you might be at that season because, you know, I'd go to my day job during the day and come home and paint. So a nice ring light can really give you this beautiful natural light. So that is my go-to because there's nothing worse really than being in a room that is dark and dingy. And if that's you right now, then I would encourage encourage you to invest in getting some good lighting, getting a ring light in there or whatever it is that you can afford to, to bring that up because it's really, really going to help you. Uh, the second thing that I love to have in my studio, and a little tip, is to make my supplies as easily accessible as possible. And this was something I used to do when I was working and juggling being a creative because how much time does it take us to actually set up our supplies? So when we are working and, we're, you know, we're time limited for our creativity, I don't want that to be a hindrance to you. So I have all my supplies where I can see them. I have all of my brushes easily out so I can pull them out. Um, I have probably too many brushes that than I needed to. Um, <laughs> that is just, I've just brought them um, over the time. But again, it helps me be a lot more productive because I'm not having to clean, you know, brushes all the time and, and swap and change. 
But I also have one of those cool little trolleys. It's like a black one. You can get them in different colors. It's got like the three layers. So I can, you know, put whatever I'm using for that particular session on that top one. Or I can put my water in there and I can move it around in my studio. The third thing that I have, and my husband brought this for me, I love it, is I have a cool little seat in my studio to sit down on. Now, sometimes I have my office chair in there, but I tend to not have a like chair chair when I sit down and work I like to work while I'm standing up and be a bit more expressive but I have this cool little um yeah soft chair where I sit on it and look and stare at my work and I found that process really joyful to be honest because I feel like you know as creative sometimes we we just create and create and we don't actually stand back from our work and have a good look at it and that's something that we need to do because that's all part of the process. So I have a beautiful seat. So it might be that, you know, I go get a nice uh, cup of tea and I come into my studio and I sit on this cool seat and look at my work. I can observe my work in the morning in a different kind of element to see if I'm feeling it or not. Often overnight, you might find that you switch in like your work and then, you know, you might come back in the morning and see these beautiful changes. So having a space to kind of chill in your studio makes it a really kind of nice, warm, loving space. Okay, the fourth thing that I love to have in my studio that makes it a sanctuary is a rug. Now, I brought a really cool designer rug that I would love to have in my living room. And I put it in my studio and it gets paint on it and I spill a lot on it. And you know what? It feels... It felt a little bit naughty to start with, <laughs> to feel honest, because it's like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have invested in a really nice rug and put it in a studio where I'm just going to get paint on it and that's probably not a good use of my money. Had all those kind of conversations go on. But what I love about the rug is that it, it makes my space look cool. You know, and I want to go into my studio and I want to love what I see. I purposely picked colours that I love and I also picked a rug that, if I do spill, which I do, I spill a lot, spill stuff on it, that it kind of doesn't stand out that much. So it's not really super light, so you can see there's gross stains on it. So it's it's really cool. Plus it is, it adds a really nice softness if I'm in there working, standing up. You know, you're standing up. I, still, I love to wear my boots, my painting boots when I'm standing up. But there are times, you know, when I just want to walk around in bare feet and love it. And I've got this beautiful rug under me. So it's giving me this beautiful comfort. But it's also practical for me because I am incredibly, incredibly clumsy <laughs> and spill a lot. When I'm creating, I am creating. I'm not concerned with being tidy I'm concerned with being in the flow so I found that the rug's really good and it's actually helped my creative process because I'm not worried about you know spilling stuff on the carpet the fifth thing that I love to have in my studio is different kinds of scents or smells so uh, sometimes I'll I've got a diffuser so I'll burn certain essential oils or I'll get scented candles um all those kinds of things, you know, I just love, there's something about the smells that create different emotions and feelings for you, and it just feels really nice, it's kind of become like this little ritual for me, it's like something I never thought I would do, but you know, I go into my studio and I'll 
light the candle and you know put this little soy candle on or I'll you know put my diffuser on and it just kind of the smell also triggers that I'm preparing to create especially if you're using the same smell over and over again so that's something that you can introduce to your space you know all these things are kind of all regardless of the size that you have really these are just little things that make it feel a little bit more sensual I guess the sixth thing that I love in my studio is to have music. So whatever floats your boat, I'm a rock chick, believe it or not. Uh, not heavy. <laughs> I do love rock. I do love country sometimes. I um, I love Teddy Swims. If you know who Teddy Swims is, he's become a little bit more popular now. I liked him when he wasn't popular. He's real kind of like grungy um, type music. But I love to listen to music. I love to pop it in my, my ears. I've got my wireless earphones now, so I, it took me a long time to upgrade those, but I've got those. I can move around, and again, it kind of just signals when I put them in my ears that I'm like in my zone, ready to create. So sometimes I'll be listening to music. It really helps lift my spirit. Um, and I did just, you know, I have done a podcast on creating through grief, and I didn't mention that in here, but in that particular episode. But if you are grieving and you are hurting you know you're feeling a little bit down as well music is great to sort of uh, switch your switch your mindset switch your emotions to help you to get into that creative process um sometimes I'll listen to podcasts as well or sometimes I'll put my iPad on and put Netflix on in the background it just really depends um what kind of mood I'm on there but I tend to always have something on um because I don't like to be alone with my thoughts <laughs> for too long the seventh thing that I love is wall space now I've tried to paint on easels. I've tried to tell myself I love it, um, but I don't. I don't. I don't have an easel in my studio space. Um, you might. You might love it. I honestly wish I did because I feel like I would have saved my walls a lot more. Um, but we own our house now, so. Um, I can put nails and screws into the wall, which is what I do. So, you know, recently I've started working on stretch canvas, uh, which I love. So I've created as much wall space as I can. So I don't have a lot of things in my studio sort of hanging around. I'll try and pull out of much of it, as much of the excess stuff in there and just have that wall space, have that rug, have that room to walk around and create and yeah get the nail out and I'll 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 hit some some canvas stretch canvas directly into my wall um or I have a couple of screws in there so when I have the stretch canvas on as canvas boards the stretcher frames I'll just hang them up so that's how I work I love the wall space um and it's also cool like if you have in your studio uh, an area that you can kind of keep clean <laughs> I I probably need to work on that a bit more but an area either in your studio or out of your studio totally depends what space you have a clean area where you can go and hang your stuff up and look at it without all the mess in your studio because sometimes when you move the stuff around it looks different in different lights but also somewhere we can go and photograph as well and the eighth thing that I love in my studio to kind of make it feel a little bit more like my sanctuary is to have a plant or some plants in there Okay, it just, as a floral artist, even if you're not, I just love having some sense of life and greenery in there. It just brings this new, new energy to your studio space as well. So that's how I rock in my studio. That's what I love. Like I said, it's not, I've, I haven't gone out and heavily invested, 
the most expensive thing in my studio, apart from my painting supplies, which are obviously expensive, is my rug. But that's it, just a wall space. A few hammer, you know, hammer up some nails, put some canvases up, get my paints out, put on my music, get some scents out, you know, have a little plant there and just go to town and create. And I think that is... That's the best thing. At the end of the day, when you're creating your studio space, it's got to be a sanctuary for you. So make it work for you, whatever space you have. Have everything accessible. Have some light. If you don't have good light, go and get some artificial stuff. Have a seat if you want, a big couch, you know, some cushions on the floor where you can chill, enjoy the space and look at your work. Have a rug if you need to. Trust me, it's going to make it so much easier when you don't have to freak out. Um, You can even go get drop sheets. I've done those before, canvas drop sheets. That works if that's in your budget. Get a nice scent, diffuser, whatever you want to work with. Put on your jams, take to that wall space and create your beautiful work. So I love if you'd love uh, to let me know, you know, what's something that you have come and learnt out of this, out of these eight different things that I've shared with you, what's something that you're going to introduce into your studio space. Alrighty, I will be back here next week, lovely, for another episode. Until then, keep creating, love on your space, love with what you have, make it your own, and I'll talk to you soon.